everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. The band Pure Reason Revolution are back with a new album after a 10-year absence. It's called Eupnea. comes out April 3rd on Inside Out Music. I'm very pleased to welcome from Pure Reason Revolution, John Courtney. Hello. Great to meet you, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm just in my studio. A bit rainy here in Berlin. Yeah, not doing much. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, crazy times around here uh, with this whole virus thing. <laughs> How are you yeah. holding up with that over there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it is a little bit scary though, isn't it? It does sort of make you... It makes you a bit cautious about certain things. and. Anyway, we could talk about that, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, man. So let's let's get going. Um, okay. You guys got a brand new album, Eupneas, as we've decided to pronounce correctly. Uh comes out yeah. April 3rd. Uh, mm-hmm. This is your fourth album? Yeah. And uh, first one in about 10 years. So tell me... You know what? What brought you guys back together? And yeah, now you guys—it's just just a duo. So you know, tell me what how, how it yeah. all ha- happened. Okay, um, <clears throat> I think so. I did this project after Pure Reason Revolution finished. I did this project Bullet Hype, and we'd sort of the album had come out. We'd done a touring sort of cycle with that. You know, a little bit of touring in the UK and a few shows in Germany, and then it got to the point of well. I suppose it's time to make another another record, another bullet height record. And around this time, I actually sort of I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do, so I sort of took a big sort of took a big break from music. Really, I can't remember what it was—six months or something like that. <clears throat> and then when I finally did venture back into the studio, I started doing some demos, and it didn't really sound like bullet height. It sounded more like Pure Reason Revolution. So as the demos progressed a bit. That's when I started thinking, well, this, yeah, this just doesn't fit with Bullet Height. This is definitely Pure Reason Revolution. And if Pure Reason Revolution is to happen, then I need to speak to Chloe um, and see if she's she's on board to do it. So I sent Chloe a message and I said, can we meet in London? Because I want to ask you something. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't just want to do it by message or phone call. So, yeah, so I met her and sort of put the idea to Chloe and she thought it was a great idea um and then we then we sort of the demos progressed Chloe got some vocals on it you know we sent some stuff to Inside Out Thomas Faber and he thought it was a great idea as well and yeah and then we sort of sort of started making the album more and more uh you know the crazy thing which was which was great to see and I don't know if you've noticed that also but the minute it was announced that uh you were coming back with a new album um, yeah i mean people were really excited it was online there was a lot of buzz about it which was great i mean yeah. after a band being gone for 10 years you, you don't know if anybody's yeah. going to remember yeah yeah no i mean yeah we were definitely surprised by that and um yeah it was <laughs> definitely a pleasant surprise we put sort of to begin with i think we just put like a new picture up and then, you know, a bit of information, I think, about the, the gig we were playing in the summer. Um, and then it just built and built. And it was just really nice to see this this positive reaction. Yeah. And it was nice to see that this positive reaction was sort of spread across the world as well. It wasn't just sort of people in the UK or in Germany or or in Europe. It was all over. It was, it was in the States, you know, Canada, or it was in 
um, you know, some few people from South America or, you know, we had some people from Australia and it's, it's really nice that we have this big mix of people. I mean, you know, it's still not a huge fan base, but it's nice to know that we've got this, this spread, uh, yeah, across the world really. Yeah. Uh, what was your audience like back, you know, when, when it was more active 10 years prior, uh, in the States really? I mean, we done. I'm trying to think. The first time we went over, I think, I think we went we went over to the states not long after we'd sort of done the Sony deal, and we we played South by Southwest, and then we did we did a New York show, I think. Oh, we cool. did perhaps Boston and Philadelphia, I think. Ah, and then we also went up to to Canada. We went up to Montreal, so it was just a handful of shows. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they were by no means big shows. We had, you know, a few people come down, and then, and then we did, um, we did Nearfest as well. Right. Do you remember this festival, Nearfest? Yeah, yeah. I never got a chance to go when it was when okay. it was around, but yeah, it was a big one at the time. Yeah. Then we did that, and then I think we did similar New York, I think, and then a Boston show, and perhaps that was it. So we, you know, we only did a handful of shows in the U.S., but. Yeah, we had a few people down, and Nearfest was great, um, and so was South by Southwest. That was a really good show. Um, I want to go sort of back, you know, for people that maybe aren't as familiar with you, you know, that that weren't familiar with the early records, you know, they're just finding out about the band. Um, yeah, you know, talk about your background, your history musically, and 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 starting the band and sort of the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I'd say yeah, Purism Revolution began. Um, it sort of came from a university project. So I, I was at University of Westminster. Um, I think that was perhaps the year 2000, I think, that I started there. Um, and there I'd, I'd met up with Greg Young, who was the original guitarist. And I think we had a university project, and it was basically we did this music production course. Um, and, you know, we had to just produce some tracks so essentially it was like we got to produce a demo for ourselves you know using mm -hmm. the studio equipment there and i think we had to come up with like a marketing plan for it and stuff like that and yeah so we did we did these demos at university and then and then we sort of started sending them out to a few people we sent out cds to to i think maybe a few labels or maybe managers and you know promoters at venues and then we got a few gigs. Um, and then Alan McGee, who was um, who was Creation Records, he had a label, Pop Tones, and then he, he really liked it. So he put us on at his, his club a few times, and um, he released the first single. And then from that, then we got a bit of radio, um, and then some more interest from some of the major labels. Um, and then that's when sort of a band came around, Pure Reason Revolution, when it was, you know, we'd done sort of the, the demos at, at uni. And then it was like, OK, well, there's a there's a demand to see, for people to see it live. If we're going to get record labels attention, we need to we need to take this live. And then that's when sort of the band came around. It was Chloe and then my brother on drums. <clears throat> and then we had James Dobson as well on keyboards at that time. Right. Um, I, th I think, yeah, and then we sort of chipped away at doing more and more shows, getting a bit more attention, and then, you know, finally from that we did the Sony deal. So it sort of happened 
you know, organically, like sort of by accident, step by step, yeah. right? I mean, I guess it wasn't, you weren't trying to get a record deal when the whole thing first started. This sounds like it sort of just happened. Yeah, we just did these, you know, did these demos as part of a project. Um, yeah, then thought, okay, well, let's get a band around this. And then, yeah, we sent out CDs. It seems it seems primitive now, but yeah, we would we'd package up the CDs after we'd recorded the tracks, and then we'd go up to the post box up the road, and stick them in there, <laughs> and wait and wait. The good and old hear. days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then wait and see if we got a phone call or something. Well, or, you know, one of know. The, one of the things about that I actually wanted to ask you what was, you know, for somebody that. Uh, was around in the early 2000s where music was a certain yeah. way. You you, you yeah. already had the internet and some downloads and things happening, but the shift from then to now you come back now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be a shocking to see what you have to deal with now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't quite know how it works now, but it, <laughs> yeah. it is, I, I feel quite out of touch with it uh, because it's been a long time. And obviously, I think around that time, you know, this early 2000, there was Napster had arrived um, and that kind of thing. Yeah, Napster had arrived and I think the industry was freaking out a bit. But yeah, people were still very much buying CDs um, and downloads was very, a very small amount. But now it's, you know, it's really turned turned upside down and it's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely different. You know, the physical format has obviously dropped yeah. um, in sales figures. And, you know, there's been this revival of vinyl. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, and it's, you know, single, you'd always do sort of physical singles before. We've, we had sort of seven-inch editions and, yeah, releases on CD, whereas now the single doesn't really exist. I'm pretty sure the single doesn't exist as a physical format. No, um, no, I can't. So you, <laughs> <laughs> so you just have these sort of lead tracks that sort of, I guess, I guess they sort of build up hype for the album, which is what the old physical single did, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people still love that, you know, hearing a new song and uh, yeah. when, when the video comes out or Spotify or wherever it is and, yeah. and get some anticipation for it. I, I love the CD single. I always like to collect yeah. those for every, yeah, you know, yeah. different albums. You always, And they always had like a bonus track or a live track. Yeah. That was a cool thing. Yeah, you had the B-side, didn't you? And the, yeah, yeah the, the bonus track. And Yeah, it was, I suppose it was a bit more, yeah, more material, wasn't it, that you, you'd get. But, it was um, good because, you know, nowadays, I mean, you sort of, uh, th there's shorter uh, shelf lives for some of the releases mm -hmm. right and you try to make them extend as long as you can but there's just so much music out there and yeah. so many releases coming out it's just one week every week there's another two or three and it just keeps going and going yeah 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 no it's yeah it's just I, I, obviously with the internet it's there's so much music up online and there's I, yeah, I, and I don't really know where to start with things like magazines and online blogs. I, you know, I, I hold my hands up and say I'm totally out of touch with <laughs> with this kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's tough out there. But, um, you know, as we're talking today, uh, mm -hmm. you guys just released uh, a lyric video for uh, a track from the album, the second single, yeah. uh, New Obsession, mm -hmm. which is, uh, which is a, a really cool track. Uh, you know, talk about 
Well, you know what? The, the two singles that you released, the first one, uh, Silent mm-hmm. Genesis, which on the album is 10 minutes, um, yeah. which is really cool. And this album's only six songs. So mm-hmm. that is a very prog approach. But you guys also, to me, fall into very um, maybe sort of an alternative mindset as well. I mean, you're not – this isn't Genesis, yes, prog rock, right? So no. how do you – where do you see the band musically, really? When you, <clears throat> you, when people ask you, what does it sound like? Right? What do you say? I mean, I always just go to this. I, just sounds very boring, but I just say we're a contemporary rock band. Uh, but we've always had this manifesto of, you know, we have no limitations. There's, we use whatever instrumental textures we like. Um, you know, songs can be whatever structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, some of our material does fall into you know a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> not every track is going to be like that. You know, we've got to keep it interesting for us. Um, we like to experiment, and yeah, sure, we have. Well, there's a song that's rock- thir- You know, the title track's 13 minutes. I yeah, mean, that's pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, so. and sure, we have progressive rock influences. You know, unashamedly, you know, we're big Pink, Pink Floyd fans big King Crimson fans. We, you know, we respect bands like Muse and, and Mew as well. That, yeah. and, and bands like Air as well that, you know, been a big influence. Um, but then also, you know, Smashing Pumpkins is a big part in there as well. So it is, it's quite a broad... Uh, uh, honestly, if you were... I think that's a pretty close, fair comparison. Some of those bands yeah. you mentioned, along with like Smashing Pumpkins and yeah, and on this album, you sort of went back right to the earlier records a little bit, rather yeah. than rather than I think the third one, which was maybe a little bit more electronic. That this one has yeah. a lot of guitar and drum mm. sounds on this one. It does, it does, yeah. And it was just this, like I said, when it when I sort of ventured back into the studio after the six month break, it was just what felt natural it was what came out it wasn't sort of let's deliberately make something that sounds like the dark third and sure there you know there are it's close it's the it's the closest to that of all the records yeah but um i don't feel like we've just sort of done a dark third part two you know it it sounds like a 2000 2020 record uh of course the similarities it's 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 my songwriting so it sounds like like us um, no it doesn't sound exactly like that album at all i i yeah you know stylistically towards that end i think is what I yeah. think people would say but yeah no it doesn't it sounds yeah. like a completely new record for sure uh, but i think like the drums you mentioned and the guitars you know the drums we did we did sort of go for that the similar sound and we used on the on the dark third this this drum sample CD called Brutal Beats, which is something that we got while we were at university. And on this record, on this sample CD, is essentially you have this drummer, Jeff Dugmore, playing lots of the John Bonham grooves recorded in a really nice studio. And we used this to death. Um, Mm. We also did re-record some of it and manipulate it, but... I'd always kept in contact with this drummer, Jeff Dugmore, always saying, are you going to do a new sample CD? And he kept on saying, no, I'm on tour, blah, blah, blah. But hopefully at some point I will. Anyway, fast forward to this record. And I got in contact again and I said, Jeff, have you done any more sample CDs? He said, no. And he said, but I'm available to do sessions. 
So then I thought, brilliant. So I sent him sort of some of the stuff I'd programmed, some of the new tracks, which he loved. Um, and then we, yeah, did did a couple of sessions with Jeff Dugmore. So, so basically we got to use this sort of who was my hero drummer um, on the record. Yeah, and it sounds fantastic. I mean, the production, yeah. the drums, the whole thing is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are doing some shows, right? You guys coming up. Night, is it, uh, what's the one, at Night of the Prague? Is that yeah, the one? Night of the Prague in Germany. And then we've got another one in the UK, Rambling Man Fair, uh, the night after. That's great. Yeah, that's soon in the UK. And then I think we've got a tour booked for coming up for October. So quite a long way away. But So are you having to build the band back around for the tour? Or are you... we, well, we've sort of, it's, <laughs> we've built it around what's practical, really. Um, you know, we always felt that Pure Reason Revolution wouldn't exist without Chloe and I. And then when it came to this, this summer festival, we looked at sort of doing London rehearsal and things like that. And it was so expensive that it was just easier for Chloe to come over to Berlin where there was already a rehearsal space, which we could use, you know, pretty much for nothing. Um, and then we, we, you know, we found a couple of new guys, Michael Lucas on drums and then Paul Mullen on guitar. You know, we're not pulling in huge fees for the shows. So we just had to make it, we had to make it practical. We had to make it work, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, is is there plans to sort of, you know, follow this up soon, keep the band going again, moving forward? Or have you thought even that far? Yeah. Um, we, You know, we're, we're with Inside Out and we want to sort of get into a, a faster cycle than we ever were in before of, you know, doing a record and getting back out there to play shows, not leave it with the, <laughs> definitely not another 10 year gap, mm. but, um, you know, we'd like to get a record out every couple of years, yeah. um, at least, uh, yeah. And get out there playing it and ju just get into a bit more of a rhythm of, of making records and playing. Last question actually should ask you, what does the title mean? Okay, um, it's just it just means normal, good, unlabored breathing. So it's what you're doing now, what I'm doing now. Uh, we're not thinking about it. It's taking up no conscious volition. We're just breathing, and that's eupnea. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, cool, man. Listen, great to talk to you. Great to meet you. Uh, excited yep. for the band to be back. The new album, Eupnea, comes out April 3rd. There's yep. two singles out now. New Obsession is the new one that just came out. And if mm -hmm. you're in Europe and the UK, you can see the band on tour. Um, and we'll talk again soon, man. Thank you. Great. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks to John for the interview. We're going to close with a track off Eupnea. This is called New Obsession. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theparkport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Parkport on Twitter and Instagram. And download the podcast on all our podcast networks and on YouTube. See you soon. Bye.